Hi everyone, welcome back to Aromatherapy. I'm Brienne. And I'm Amanda. And we're back after a two-week hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> well, two or three weeks, I don't know, because we already recorded this and um, it was a traumatic experience. And yeah. we recorded the whole thing and... We get to the end, and... <laughs> you got kicked off of internet, and it only recorded my voice, so it just sounded like me hallucinating <laughs> and having a conversation with myself. What a fun time. It could have been entertaining, but I was not about to listen to it <laughs> and edit it, because, <laughs> like, what would I do? We should have just, like, uploaded that... <laughs> And see if anybody noticed. Our one our one listener, our mom. Anyways, so we are doing Barcelona again this week. I'm having I'm having Spanish deja vu. Yeah, we, we literally got to the end. We were doing the outro and then my internet started acting up. On my laptop, but not on my phone, so. So annoying. Um, so I told Amanda we're going to go back to this way for right now, because if we do it the new way that we were trying, and it happened again, I was going to pull all my eyelashes out. <laughs> she did. She did say that. So, and that, that's not me being dramatic, that's just me being honest. <laughs> that's like real life. So, yeah, we're going to do this until I have the patience to sit down and learn how to work another software. That sounds better. That we trust will actually work and record both of our voices. Yeah, I don't understand how that works. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do this for the time being just so we can live vicariously through our past travel experiences. <laughs> our travel memories. And it could be worse. You have to keep thinking of it that way. If this is our biggest problem right now, we're pretty damn lucky. So. Too blessed to be stressed. <laughs> You're dumb. Uh, let go and let God. God is in control, you know? So. It obviously wasn't meant to be, so... With that being said, we're in Barcelona, mm-hmm. España, mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest cities on the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. It is the most visited city in Spain, and like I said, the biggest city on the Med, measuring 39 square miles, and it feels like that when you're walking around for four days, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You feel all 39 square miles right in your shins when you get... in the arches of your feet from all the different kinds of, like, roads. Definitely take some comfy walking shoes because those cobblestone straight man, they, they will give you that shin splints. Will, it will wreak havoc on your legs. Yeah, so definitely take some, some walking shoes. There's lots of... Mountains and hills in the area, hiking trails, um, so yeah, definitely 
definitely take some comfy shoes. Uh, some other fun facts really quick before we get into the rest of the stuff. The meat, if you will, of Ew. this episode. <laughs> uh, right now we're just in, like, the veggies. Uh, <laughs> this is the appetizer. Uh, Barcelona did Under not... Fish, as it were. Exactly. Uh, Barcelona did not have any beaches until the 1992 Summer Olympics, so... Real, there's really only one beach, I think, like one main beach, and it is man-made and completely artif- artificial because there's no beach in Barcelona. Okay. Um, and then the Sagrada Familia has taken longer to build than the Pyramids of Giza. Same. <laughs> Uh, so, so far, the Sagrada has taken 150 years to build with modern technology. Mm-hmm. The pyramids took 20 years with ancient technology, if you even call it technology. Okay, so you mean, by technology, you mean, like, slaves? Exactly. <laughs> Jewish slaves. Jewish slaves. Um, and then the Sagrada is predicted to take um, up to 30 more years to, to finish, so... Um, also, same. <laughs> Big mood. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that takes us right into the landmarks of Barcelona, and we'll just start with the Sagrada, since that's probably the most famous landmark of Barcelona, Catalonia. And I tried to make one at the beach yesterday. <laughs> with the little drip sand, the wet sand. <laughs> You didn't even take a picture of it. We should have and compared side by side. I didn't because, honestly, I was very disappointed in myself. Um, I was also just getting bored doing it. Because my arm was already tired from digging the hole down to the wet sand. And then I finally got to the wet sand and then I was just kind of like, I don't want to do this anymore. But I started... (laughs) I started it, and then it just takes a really long time because, you know, the drips, it only gives you, like, three good drips before you have to go back in, and it's a deep hole, so, you know, like, my whole arm's in there, and that you just, it's a, it's a process, so I really just got, like, the foundation of the Sagrada with the drips in, <laughs> um... It was really just like, um, an anthill is a strong word. That is a generous description of what I made. So, anyways, I said all that to say the Sagrada Familia looks like a sand castle that you build with the wet sand, you know? A drip castle, as it were. Yeah, I don't know how to, to say it, but... We'll find a picture, because I didn't take a picture of my pitiful little anthill yesterday. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, people actually have made the Sagrada Familia with the drip sand, the, the wet, really drippy sand castle. So, I said all that to say that that's what it looks like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, do you have anything you want to say about the beauty of the Sagrada? I just love Sagrada, and when we when we recorded this two weeks ago, <laughs> I just remember saying that it reminded me of like a castle that would be in a Game of Thrones land, mm-hmm. 
maybe on a sandy beach that like hybrid mer people inhabited <laughs> or something because that's what it looks like to me. Yeah. It looks like some sort of like mermaid type people. I mean, they couldn't because it's on land, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Something like that would live in there, and it. I was really disappointed we didn't have time to go inside. So we just saw from the outside, but it was really beautiful, and and it just doesn't even look like it's supposed to be on this earth. It looks like it belongs on a different planet. I agree. I I love stuff like that. I hate real-world stuff. I love anything that might look like it belongs on a different planet or in a different universe or something, because it's like, oh, okay, you know. We see, we experience the real world all the time, and especially this year, the real world sucks, so Mm -hmm. anything that doesn't feel like real life to me, anything that looks like maybe a fairy might live in it, I'm a big fan of that, so I really love the Sagrada, but we'll have to, we have to make time to go inside and take a tour. I agree, Um, because that goes along with the sandcastle thing, I totally agree that I think it looks like it belongs underwater. In, mm-hmm. in, like, Atlantis. The yes, lost, yeah. like, like, the lost city of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, I, like, that's where their monarch lives. Yeah, it just doesn't look like a, a basilica like it's supposed to be. Um, it was designed by the architect Antony Gaudi, which Barcelonians... Uh, Barcelonans, Bar- people from Barcelona love him, are obsessed with him, love everything about him, um, as they should, because he is a really interesting dude who built some really interesting buildings. He, he he's an interesting guy. So, yeah, it's just a very unique style, and all of his stuff has that interesting otherworldly sort of look it has a weird nautical vibe to it yeah because he uses um it was I remember looking him up I think while we were there or something and he was really he was uh he used like ceramics as a like inspiration and if you look at all his stuff, you can see that. A lot of, yeah. like, ceramic-looking, uh, mosaic-looking type stuff. It was all very colorful and beautiful, so. Yeah, it looks like he uses, um, I don't think it's actually what he uses, but to me it just looks like he uses sea glass. Uh, like, yeah, right. Uh, for those mosaics and those stained glass-looking things. But it's uh, it, right. it has a very nautical underwater vibe to me. And uh-huh. and I just love it. So, it's a really interesting building. It was, uh, they started the groundbreaking in 1882. Like I said, it's still being constructed. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's also an UNESCO World Heritage Site, which it was, um, what's the word? Like, um, what did it, what is it? Like, it. Like, it officially made it a landmark yeah uh in 2005 I, 
I'm thinking of a very specific word, and I can't think of it, so. I know what you mean, but I can't think of the word. Like, when, when you're being, like, in, inducted, and in, inducted, is that the word? Like, you're being in, inducted into the Hall of Fame? It was, I don't know. Like, but you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I think so, I think so. Okay. Yeah. I think we it's, it. like, we know it's anyways, it's not that big of a deal. Um... It's gonna bother you. <laughs> it is, and I'll probably think of it like as we're signing out, or tonight, or tonight or as tonight. I'm drifting off to sleep. <laughs> I'll think and text it to you, um, but I think the word is inducted into the the UNESCO World Heritage Site uh, thing. Uh, next is the Arc de Triomphe, mm-hmm. which we just kind of happened upon. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that Barcelona had an Arc de Triomphe. And, I did not either. Until we just stumbled upon it. Literally, we were just walking, and we happened to come across it. And I because it's in the park. Yeah, it's right in front of the their Citadel Park, and we're like, "What's that thing?" And I think we just googled it and found it was an Arc de Triomphe. So, there is more than one. It doesn't really look like the Paris one. (laughs) No, it's smaller and it's, like, darker. It's made out of a darker, more brick-colored material. Yeah, it's it's definitely red brick as Mm -hmm. opposed to the, like, cement color of Paris. Right. So... It's the same shape, it's just, you know, different color, but it's, it's very, very intricate. There's lots of little sculptures and, and, uh, little, I can't think of words, y'all, I don't. (laughs) Inscribed in it is different things about Barcelona. It's supposed to be about, um, agriculture and trade and art and a lot of things that they in the Catalan province that they uh, really love and, and hold dear and sort of encapsulates their culture and stuff. Exactly. Uh, they started construction in 1888 to welcome international visitors to Barcelona's Universal Expedition, which is a type of World's Fair. And it leads right into Citadel Park, which is kind of like their Central Park or their Hyde Park in London. Um, so it's just it's a, a cute park. It's so cute. And it, it's just, I mean, you know, you have people having picnics, people just laying out and reading books, people riding bicycles. There's a little, ponds, yeah, flowers. there's a little lake that has paddle boats, I think. Uh, there's, yeah. There's, like, coffee carts, and it's just... A really big fountain. Yeah, really cool fountain. Beautiful fountain and, like, sculptures of animals and stuff. Yeah, and when I was actually doing the research for this, I found out that Citadel Park actually has a really sad kind of dark history because it was ordered by Philip V as a way to control the Catalans following the War of Spanish Succession. And force the Catalans to work manual labor to prevent a rebellion. So, yeah. But now, today, it's used as a leisure park. And it has a little zoo, a museum of natural sciences, and just 
large areas where you can do some yoga, you can just stretch, you can take a nap, you can play play frisbee. So, it's not as dark these days. <laughs> uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was really nice, open air. There was, like, buskers and people just playing guitar and... Mm-hmm. Really nice. And, and the then what? all of a sudden, like, a clearing opens, and then the Arc de Triomphe is right there. Right there. And you're like, oh, wow. Cute. Yeah. Um, next landmark is the Palau de la Musica Catalana, or something to that effect. Basically, it's the music theater of Catalonia, Barcelona. Uh, we didn't go in, but we did walk by it. Uh-huh. I don't remember if we were seeking it out or if we, again, just stumbled upon it. No, I think we just stumbled upon it on our way back from the Sagrada. You mean on the one-hour hike back? To the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> the short, like, journey. That, like... It was like a small trek. <laughs> Something that Omer would write about. Oh, jeez. It was, yes, it was definitely an odyssey um, getting from our hotel to, because the going back to the Sagrada, it's not in town. No, it's, it's I think it's south of everything. It's, you go through, it's not, uh, it's not where everything else feels like it is. You... You have to go through a lot of little, like, neighborhoods, and then we went through this sort of business district, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had to, like, stop for... Breaks? For a pit stop <laughs> on our way there. Like, we needed coffee in a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's about it was about an hour I would say an hour walk each way. Mm-hmm. Anyways, on our way back from the Sagrada, back into civilization, we happened upon this music hall, and it was really beautiful from the outside. But uh-huh. the pictures of the inside, because we didn't go in, the pictures of the inside are gorgeous. <laughs> um, and I saw while doing research that it has been cared to a Fabergé egg, and I would 10,000% agree with that. It definitely looks like a Fabergé egg on the inside. It's gorgeous. Love that. And it was declared an UNESCO World Heritage Site in 1997. So. What a queen. That is their little music hall theater. <laughs> Not so little. Not so little. Um, it does, I think it's bigger on the inside, like the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because on the outside, it's just I think it's part of a much larger building, and it's just in that building. Mm, so that I, makes sense. I think. So. Sounds good to me. See, you only see the doors. Like, if I, if, what I remember in my head, I remember just seeing, like, the doors and the windows. Mm-hmm. And next to it, there was big advertisements for whatever opera or plays were going on in there at the time. Yeah. So it probably once you, you probably don't expect if you haven't been inside for it to be so big and larger than life. But yeah, the pictures are gorgeous. Yeah, definitely. 
next time. That's something else um, when we go back, if we can ever go back. We'll definitely have to take some extra time and see a, an opera or something. Even though we're not really opera people, but it's the... We can be opera people for a night. I would definitely be an opera person for a night in Barcelona. Yeah, we can clean up. We can. (laughs) Do we? (laughs) We don't do it very often, but we do. We clean up quite nice. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's ever seen it, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I put under landmarks, even though it's not a landmark. Um, it's just kind of a, a touristy, not a touristy area, but it's a, it's a nice little ditty. It's a it neighborhood. It's <laughs> the Gothic Quarter, which is the oldest part of Old Town Barcelona, uh, which is where our hotel was. It was adorable. It was really pretty. Yeah. Very busy. There was cobblestone alleyways and little tapas restaurants just kind of hanging out. Lots of little restaurants. Hole-in-the-wall type places, little gift shops, and super cute. It was like a gothic quarter. That's very appropriate. All of the the architecture around there is really gorgeous. Yes. And there's lots of little landmarks, like the cathedral, and lots of interesting history Mm -hmm. around there as well. Mm Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yep, and that brings us into our honorable mentions, which the first one I have is the Barcelona Cathedral, which was just kind of right around the corner from our hotel as well. And absolutely stunning. Yes, again, we didn't go in, but we we hung out. We took some pictures. Um, I remember when we were out there taking pictures of the cathedral. Um, I do remember while we were um, out in front of the Barcelona Cathedral taking pictures, there was this girl who was... <laughs> do you remember? It was these two like little teenage girls um, taking influencer-type pictures. They were doing... Oh, yeah! Joe got so... I get annoyed too. Um, I, I thought it was funny this time though. But normally, they, holding, they were like holding coffee or something. Yeah, and they, there's like these um, these like railings that are are like a stone wall, and they were getting up on top of it and sitting and posing, and it was hilarious. These girls could not have been more than sixteen years old. And just taking these Instagram-type photos in front of the Barcelona Cathedral. It was hilarious. Normally, stuff like that really gets under my skin, but I just, I couldn't help but laugh. Um, Because I just, like, respect the place. Like, don't, there's a time and a place for taking Instagram photos and in front of cathedrals is not one. Yeah, like, people died, so... Or, like, yeah, or, like, at the Holocaust monuments and stuff. Like, that's not... That's not an Instagram moment. Yeah, we don't do that here. No, but... We, we like, don't do selfies. Oh, my God. In fact, our family is going to be going to Barcelona this weekend. Yes. Yeah, so... 
when we travel because we'll take a lot of pictures. We take a ton of photos. Mm -hmm. I do. I still have a lot of, I have thousands of photos on my phone. And I'm in maybe ten of them. Well, it got to the point where I don't know if we've addressed this, but it got to the point where we were getting so fed up with our family being like, why why aren't you guys in the photos? Because we take photos to remember the places. Like Yeah, like I know what I look like. I yeah, exactly. I we know what we look like. We're only like we might never get to come to this place again. So we wanna take pictures of the landmarks of our experience, not necessarily of us, but our family will get so mad at us and be like, Can't you just take one picture? with you guys in it and so it got to the point where we were like we because amanda brought a selfie stick and none of us had ever used a selfie stick before this trip and so we would like purposely take bad pictures like take terrible selfies we looked like we looked like boomers trying to figure out Skype or something. And some of it wasn't even on purpose. No, was some just, of it was... That was us literally just trying to figure out how the damn selfie stick Yes. Was. We'll but have to I, post I, those pictures because they turned out super funny. Some uh, of them were hilarious. <laughs> we did take a few serious ones, but, like, we just... We had to laugh about it because it was becoming ridiculous, the amount of people telling us that... Oh, it's so annoying to me. It is so annoying. But I remember the first time, my first time in Alaska, I guess five summers ago, when I got up there, I remember, and I didn't have Facebook at the time. I had deleted my Facebook for a couple of years. It was actually really therapeutic and cathartic. And I, if I didn't have a business, I would do it again. But I remember Daddy texting me and going, how do I even know that you're really there? Because you're not in any of these photos. You could just be sending me stuff that you found on Google <laughs> and I would never know because I didn't, t I'm not a selfie taker. I'm not good at like commemorating things like, oh, you know, when people like go out to dinner and take pictures and they're not even celebrating anything they're just like meeting their friends or their family for dinner mm -hmm. and they remember to to take a photo I don't do that I, I just don't it's not so bad it's not something that comes to my mind where I'm like oh I'm out to dinner with a friend like let's take a picture <laughs> I just don't yeah. think that way yeah that's just that's not my thing and that's not why we travel no our, our number one priority when we travel is our number 10 or 20 priority when we travel is not like let's make sure we get a lot of really good pictures of us no because normally <laughs> when we travel whenever we want we don't want to do it when we're home either but well and normally <laughs> when we travel we're in comfy clothes we're in yoga pants a t-shirt tennis shoes no makeup our hair is usually not done like, no, because we probably barely slept the night before, and we probably got up at the ass crack of dawn so that we didn't miss anything. I I went on this whole rant a couple of years ago where I wanted to, like, make this whole movement because I think that it's almost... Oh, my God, Bentley is driving me out the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's almost, like, disrespectful to get up and try and be cute and put makeup on. Like, that's not why you're here. Mm -hmm. You know, like, there's a time and a place to be cute and, and make it all about you. It's not all about you right now. You're supposed to be 
you're supposed to be educating yourself and learning new things and and growing as a human being, not taking selfies in front of historically significant landmarks and monuments. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one thing to just, like, put some concealer powder and mascara on and, like, just so you don't scare small children with the bags under your eyes, but it's another to do, like, a full beat. But... (laughs) I, I don't. I barely take makeup. Like that's one of the that's one of the last things that I want taking up room in my luggage. So I don't know. It's just it's not my thing, and I just don't. I can't stand when I post like really beautiful pictures of of a really cool city on Facebook, and then people comment underneath and like all you had to do was like the photo. Why are you commenting underneath and telling me that like? Well, you could turn the camera around to face you. Yeah. I could. I could do that, but I'm not gonna. And I'm especially not gonna now that you asked me to or, like, commanded me to. Yeah, because then I'm just not gonna do it out of spite. But then on that cruise, it was funny because we would be like, (laughs) I got real frustrated. We were in Montenegro and we were, like, sitting down and having a coffee and a snack or something and... We were using their Wi-Fi, and I checked, and somebody said something that just annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, they want photos. You want photos with me in it? Are you ready? I'm going to start taking pictures of us at the buffet, on the toilet, like, in just in random places, walking down the hall of the cruise ship. I'm going to take the dumbest pictures, and you're going to wish that you never asked me to take pictures. Yeah, that's when we decided. That's when we were like, oh, we're gonna, let's, like, for, let's, like, purposely take terrible pictures. Like, we don't know how to use a selfie yeah. stick. Or, like, let, let's just take pictures of us, like, tying our shoe or something. Just, like, right, stupid right. stuff. Like, there you go. There is, is that what you wanted? Is this what you wanted? Because that's just the kind of a-holes that we are. Yeah. It... <laughs> Yeah. And then maybe eventually people will be like, you know what? Can you just go back to taking <laughs> pictures of the scenery? <laughs> yeah, so we said all that to say these girls were <laughs> taking Instagram pictures in front of the Barcelona Cathedral. Um, oh, and also, I want to plug real quick, just for fun, the, the Instagram, uh, what do you call it? The Instagram account is called Influencers in the Wild. Oh, it's one of my favorites. It's amazing, and it t- it's people send in videos and photos of people that they find, like, at the beach or in theme parks, like, terrible, stupid things that influencers do, and it's Or not hilarious. even influencers, people who just, like, want to be influencers. Influencers want to be I literally passed it on my way home tonight. This mother was doing it for her daughter. And I was like, what is this? So the mom, if anybody should be discouraging that, it should be her mom. And her I mom know. Is- and this child was like no older than 14 years old. And, yeah. and her mother was taking the pictures for her. Literally on my way home today, like we coincidentally talked about it tonight. So it's just like, it's not even influencers. It's, wannabe influencer so which is even sadder <laughs> yeah so just um don't, please don't be that person because don't be those people because we're gonna make fun of i you promise so you everyone's making fun of you so <laughs> just don't do it um 
<coughs> excuse me. Um, so next honorable mention is the Santa Maria del Mar, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful. I don't think it's technically a cathedral, but it is a church. Mm-hmm. Just kind of in a random part of Barcelona. And we were taken to it by our walking group. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't think we would have known that it existed. Yeah, we probably wouldn't because you, unless you were, I guess unless you were, like, trying to go there, you wanted to go there, it really just popped up. <laughs> and it's in the middle of this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just in the middle. Out. Yeah, in the middle of, like, a residential neighborhood but Mm -hmm. it was pretty big yeah I mean it it was a really nice size we were able to go into it unlike the Barcelona Cathedral um we weren't able to go into it for some reason but the Santa Maria Del Mar we were able to go in for a few minutes our walking group um our tour leader did take us in and it was really beautiful on the inside a very old church it was built in 1329 so you know, remember those days? Thirteen twenty nine. Pretty sure that was the height of the plague, or like right before it started, or something. So, um, yeah, really beautiful. Uh, next honorable mention. Where to go? Is the Montjuic, which I don't remember a whole lot about. Do you want to talk about it? I remember we brought it up when we tried this two weeks ago. Hold on, because I just found it. I just ran across it again, and I was going to click on it. But then I moved over to... What is it? It translates to Jewish Mountain. And it's a little... Um, I, I, I don't think... Oh, it's the hill. The, yeah, it's a hill. There's a Jewish cemetery up there. Um, oh, right, right. I remember this. Okay, um, and, wait, there was more, I'm trying to find it. It says, oh, this is really long. (laughs) (laughs) It's just good, um, it's a, it's a shallow hill with a flat top overlooking the harbor, um, and into the city center, and I'm trying to find, like, we know it's a mountain. I'm trying to find, like, why it's significant. I know. I, I, I had a hard time, like. I forget everything. Well, we didn't talk about it a whole lot in the tour because it wasn't part of the tour. Our tour guy just kind of mentioned it very, very briefly. Mm-hmm. And was like, if you want to take a day trip, you can. Because it's, yeah. again, it's not in the city. It's it's even further outside the city than the Sagrada is. Well, there is a palace. There is a fortress. 
and a fountain in there, and there's a gondola to where you can go up and get really beautiful aerial views of this city. So, yeah, I mean, that's... Most of these old European cities have, like, a Jewish area, Mm -hmm. which is, is always so interesting for me to go to. The Jewish Quarter in Prague was honestly, like, one of the most interesting and, and beautiful places and just had, like, a really tragic history. I'm watching a show right now called The Hunters on Amazon Prime, and so it's about, um, kind of about the Holocaust a little bit, and so I just love this kind of stuff, and learning about it is so important, like, to go forward just as humans, so... I wish that we could have made it here, but it is a day trip. You do need, like, a whole a whole extra day to make it over there. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think. it's not close. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so the next honorable mention is the Casa Batillo and, the, and just, like, all of Gaudi's buildings. Uh, but the the Casa Batillo really stuck out because we act, you and I actually like walked to it, and mm-hmm. it again has this mermaidy underwater vibe to it. Oh, it's beautiful. It looks like the summer house of like merman nobility. <laughs> It's just, like, a really interesting-looking building. It has that sea glass effect, like, warped windows. and It's really cool. You can go in. We didn't go in because we just were were walking around. But definitely a cool-looking building. And just all of Gaudi's masterpieces because they're so unique and so different from literally everything ever. Yeah. But that's the one that really stuck out because we actually went to it. And it's cool in Barcelona, too, because all of his stuff just really sticks out because it doesn't look like the other buildings. And the other buildings are also very beautiful. It's like that old Roman Gothic architecture and it's always, and it's very beautiful. But, like, this one in in particular, I don't know exactly how to say it, but Casa Batlo, Batio, mm. mm-hmm. is right in the center of a street that's been a little bit modernized, like they've tried to, anyways. And there's lots of shopping and stuff. Do you remember that street? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of shopping and stuff, but in the middle of all of these other buildings, and I don't know if this was there. I guess this came after. I don't know. But it'll just, this very interesting, eclectic-looking building will be right in the middle of all these other normal-ish-looking buildings. It's just, it's really cute because it looks like it should be part of, again, like a fantasy movie or something. Yeah, there's, there's a child 
book series that his architect kind of reminds me of, and I can't remember the name of it, so I don't even know why I brought it up, but it just, it looks like something out of, like, Dr. Seuss, I guess. Yeah. It's like a, like a gothic Dr. Seuss, or like, like, like if, uh, oh my god, it would be like if Tim Burton directed a Dr. Seuss. Yeah, that is like the the best description you can make of Gaudi's architecture. Like that's pretty accurate. <laughs> that's what it reminds me of like like Dr. Seuss but make it emo. <laughs> or something. I don't know. With sea glass. <laughs> with a little yeah, with like but beachy. <laughs> um Last honorable mention is Las Ramblas, which is the Barcelonian version of the Champs-Élysées, and it's just a long, long road, street, with tons and tons and tons of shopping. And food... And it's got these really beautiful trees on either side. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's a really beautiful... Um, it's gorgeous. There's lots of buskers, lots of musicians. And I remember getting the picture of the one... It was this steampunk-looking mm. underwater robot thing. Yeah. And I thought he was so cool. And we tipped him and everything. But mm-hmm. they've got all sorts of weird stuff like that. And it's just little, like, crepe and ice cream stands and coffee and stuff but you it's definitely somewhere that you have to walk up and down at least once or maybe every night like I feel like we did Mm -hmm. when, when you go there yeah it's definitely a place if you are one of those people who go shopping when they're traveling we are not um, We're not those people, but this is a good place to do it. I especially despise shopping. Like, I hate shopping. I'm the worst shopper because You I, just don't spend money at all. Brianna's like a really good budget traveler. I, yeah, I, I will find the cheapest way, and I have, and we'll get into this in the future, the cheapest accommodations, the cheapest transportation. And living in Germany really, I feel like, just encouraged that because I was already that way before. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just not a shopper in general. I never have been. I'm really bad at it. I don't know how to do it. I don't have the patience <laughs> to sit through and flip through racks. I just don't. So how I shop is I walk into a store, I scan from left to right, and I look for a color that because most stores are separated by color stories and color schemes and I gravitate to the color story that I like and I'll just go over there and whatever is like facing out or I can see without having to dig through uh hangers for is what I'm looking for and if I don't like what I see I'm not going to, like, go look for a size, you know? So I just scan with my... I shop with my eyes. I don't flip through hangers. So I don't understand people who will go across the world 
just to shop yeah. for clothes at the same stores that we have here. That is exactly my feeling. It's like you can shop whenever the hell you want. Why are you using valuable travel time mm-hmm. to shop? We can, And I'm an online shopper. I don't like going to stores anymore, especially post-corona. I'm so, I can't. It makes me like, it stresses me out. So I'm an online shopper and it's so easy to like send stuff back if it doesn't work for you or whatever. I used to not be because I was afraid about, I I hated returning stuff. I just wouldn't do it. So I would end up with a lot of like clothes (laughs) that just didn't work out for me, but it like gave me anxiety to go take it back. Even if I hadn't worn it, it had the tags and I had the receipt. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. It's one of my flaws as a human, but when we, when we go, when we're traveling and we go in stores and stuff, I just want to go in the little touristy stores. They all have the same damn thing. Like we can, I think we can all agree on that. (laughs) Every store you go in is going to have, it was, I saw it, especially in Paris. Every touristy store had the same damn thing. It was the same price. So it didn't matter. You don't have to go to every single one. It's not necessary. Right. They all have the same shirts. They all have the same mugs, the same magnets. The same Eiffel Tower replicas. Yeah, the same keychains and the same purses. It really, it doesn't matter. Don't waste your time going in all of them. Don't do it. So I just want to go in. I was big on magnets, and we have a bunch of really pretty magnets. But this trip in particular, there were some places we went that didn't have magnets or they didn't have ones that I liked or whatever. So we started getting Christmas ornaments. Mm -hmm. And that is one of my favorite things. I wish I had been doing it for years because we would have, like, a cute little tree by now. But that is the one thing. I just want to go in and get one little trinket, one thing to take home to remember to, like, have in the house. And that's it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I barely have enough room in my luggage to, like, have gotten to wherever I am. So I sure as shit don't have any room in there to bring back a bunch of clothes and stuff right so i'm shocked at people i don't i just uh-uh. and then you're gonna pay a hundred dollars to to because they'll do that in orlando right they go to the outlets or whatever they buy luggage and then they shop and put all the stuff that they bought in the luggage and then you're gonna pay to like fly it back to wherever you to Brazil or wherever you came from I just don't get like just buy it at home I don't get it I don't understand it either um not my thing yeah we're not shoppers so I'll, I'll never understand <laughs> But just walking along Las Ramblas is, um, I definitely recommend it because it's it's really beautiful, especially at night. Uh, it's all lit up. It is gorgeous at night. I will say this, though. I, I, remember, I remember being very aware of this even before I looked it up. But that is a popular, any, any touristy city with a very extra touristy area, you should be aware of this. But... I know that Las Rambas in particular is really bad about pickpockets, so everybody should just be extra aware of their surroundings. Yeah, there. just anytime I traveled, my I always had a crossbody. It was always in front of me. My hand was always over it. Nothing was ever in my pocket. So, yeah, uh-huh. that, that's just a good tip to travel. I never like, have pockets. Even just, like, walking around Orlando. Yeah. I... I'm very careful. Like, I don't know. I just feel like that's a good tip for life is just be aware of your surroundings. 
Oh, absolutely. I just think when you're traveling, you're you're ex- uh, exposed and. But I don't know if, like, I put off a pheromone that says that I'm American or something, because it's like they can spot me, not, not like, not pickpocketers, but just, like, locals in general, I feel like, know that I'm American just by the look of me. Like, I would go, I say it all the time, I, when I lived in Germany and I tried to speak German, they would always answer me in English. Yeah. Even though I put in an effort... So, I don't know. I think I put off this American pheromone or something because... No, but, like, we grew up in the South, and when we listen to... When we, like, watch movies and stuff, and they try to do a fake Southern accent, we're like, that's not real. (laughs) I think it's the same thing with them. Even if you pronounce it correct, they're like, oh, she's not... She's not from here. (laughs) They know. Anyways, it's... I think it's a pheromone, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, next is food and drink. Um, taco Alto. Let's talk about that for a second, because that was hands down the best taco I ever had in my life. My mouth is watering just thinking about it. I don't know. I don't even remember what kind of meat we got, but whatever seasoning they used, the meat was so tender and just and melted in your mouth. Whatever, it was obviously marinated or something because it was so tender. And we just happened upon this place, I think. We were so hungry. <laughs> we were so hungry, and we were, we, they had the, the little menu outside, and it was really, really reasonably priced, and there was room in there. <laughs> that was, like, half the battle. It was a little bit chilly, so some places were so crowded inside, and you would have to go sit outside and, like, no. <laughs> so, I think that's, like, how we ended up over there. And it's right next to the Arc de Triomphe, and mm-hmm. we ended up going back a couple of times. <clears throat> and they were they just so nice. so nice. Yeah, they were really patient with us, because... We weren't really sure what to get, or we weren't we weren't sure like the differences between the meats that they had up there. And I just remember the girl at was it a girl at the register was even though they were a little bit busy, she was really patient with us and helped us pick out like what we wanted, and it was a really nice experience. And I actually I got one of their cards, and I like still have the card, <laughs> like the business card. Mm-hmm. And I think I like them on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, if you're in Barcelona, definitely go go there because that those were the best tacos. I think about them just randomly. Yeah. Um, oh God, it like ruined tacos for me, really. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, the next ones, I just kind of lumped them all together: sangria, tapas, and paella, because those are the three things you think about when you think of Barcelonian food. Mm-hmm. Which, ironically enough, I don't think we had any of those. We did go to a... You don't remember. We did go to a tapas restaurant. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. It was, like, one afternoon, and we were starving, and it was, like, between lunch and dinner time, and so we got, like, croquettes, and um, the croquettes is what I remember, but we got... Somebody got pasta might have been Joe. But, like, we did that. You just don't remember. Okay. I can see it in my head where we went. Okay. 
so much because I know you don't believe me right now. I, so I don't remember this, so. I mean, <laughs> if like you say so, it, it doesn't. You were literally there. You were right next to me. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't change anything, but. It does. <laughs> so I guess we did have tapas, but um, I remember I had paella on the cruise ship. <laughs> it was really good. But we did not have sangria in Barcelona. No, but I really, when I travel, it'll make me too tired. Yeah. I like, I'm already tired. I don't need any help. <laughs> and then the last uh, section is things to do. So definitely walking tour. I feel like we'll say that for every single city. Uh, definitely Sandeman's. Yeah, definitely Sandeman's walking tour. Um, Tip-based, very informative. Like, Ours is like two and a half hours long too. Yeah. Depending tour, on the a lot of stuff. depending on the city, you'll have either like an hour tour with no break or you know, like a three and a half hour tour with a thirty minute break. So most of them have breaks and what they'll do is they'll stop at the same restaurant over and over and over so the people know like that tour is gonna. That tour group is gonna be there at this time, so that you can go to the bathroom and get a snack or a drink or something. And then what the guide will do is set up a little table with information. Because we had a break on this one. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. We used their restroom and got a coffee, and it was at a place that like all the proceeds went to some charity or church or something. Yeah, it went to like feeding the homeless or something. Yeah, it was like a very noble cause, and the tour guide will set up at a table information about other tours. Because they the way Sandman's works is they have the free walking tours, but then they have tours that cost money. They're not a lot of money, not but a lot, yeah. but they'll have like pub crawls and you know um I remember in Bruges they had a haunted tour which I took and so just depending on this location that's outside of town like the Paris Sandman tours I think they had a day Versailles tour mm-hmm. and stuff so they use that time to sort of plug their other tours which is totally fine and then if you have any questions they'll help you figure out like what day what day of time like you can do it or whatever but they're not pushy at all they're such a great company because they don't they don't push that stuff it's just it's informative and they just let you know like what they have available and not like you know you you're doing the free tour so now you need to pay us and do another tour right no super great like 12 out of 10 recommend for sure Mm Um, another thing to do is rent bicycles they have these bicycle racks of They'll have 20 bicycles um, on these mm-hmm. bicycle racks. And you download this app, and it gives you a code to unlock it. And you can rent it for, like, 30 minutes or two hours or whatever and just ride the bicycle throughout the city, which is really cool, really convenient. We considered it, but we didn't do it. No. I'm always, like, scared to ride bikes in foreign countries. I just feel like, uh, I don't know. That I I just know that I'm gonna run into something or go the wrong way or I don't know crash in a cobblestone street or something. 
Well, I also, I feel like I need to have access to the map on my phone so I know where I'm going. Right. That's another thing. You're like, don't know where you are. So it would have to be a city that I was really familiar with, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's, I mean, they're all over Europe, so definitely I would check it out at least. Uh, next is hiking Mount Tibidabo. Mm. There, yeah, you can either walk up it, which, <laughs> oh, or, <laughs> oh, I mean, that, that's, that's your, y'all's call, but I'm not a hiker, but there's, um, a nice church up there, an amusement park, so, it, I mean, we didn't go up there, but it's supposed to be really nice and have fun things to do, especially for kids, um, you can also do paella cooking classes. You can do boat tours out on the marina. Um, it's full of cute little, I don't know if it's technically catamarans or just sailboats or whatever, but you can rent a boat, go see the sunset. How cute. Adorable. Adorbs. Um, I feel like that would be a cute like date night if you're on your honeymoon in Barcelona or something. Go have a little picnic out on a boat. Presh. Lovely. And last is just museums. Uh, they have a Picasso museum. Uh, but the good thing about, or the cool thing about Europe is usually on the first Sunday of every month, it's free to get in for everybody. And then in Barcelona, it's every Sunday after three is free. So that's pretty cool. Dope. <laughs> and yeah, that's Barcelona. So awesome. Let's go back. Oh my god, that is a place that is... It wasn't like one of my favorite, not my top like five, I guess, favorite cities, but it is a place that we didn't we had more time than some other places that we've only been for the day, but we do need to go back. Yeah, it still wasn't and enough time. I will time. say, Barcelona was very English-speaking friendly. Definitely. You, you hear English almost more than you hear Spanish. Everyone, everyone is really um, pleasant, and oh. <laughs> everyone's really cool. Yeah, very nice, very friendly, amazing food, just a nice atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with that, we will we'll close out this episode. Yeah. And we'll see y'all next week once we figure out what we're doing, because we never know. <laughs> we never know till like the day before. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, not it's a surprise for y'all. It's also a surprise for us. So. <laughs> Alright, thanks guys. Love All you. Alright. See you next week. Bye. Bye.